This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Brett Kavanaugh has been cleared for the seventh time by the FBI. And I would argue that the Democrats and Jeff Flake owe Brett Kavanaugh a public apology for dragging his name through the mud. But not only dragging his name through the mud for 10 days, but extending this circus for an additional Week. So the good news I can report to you today is that Brett Kavanaugh's name has been cleared. Hello, I'm Walker Wildman, and welcome to Exposing Washington. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Great to have you with us this Saturday afternoon. Before we jump into the news of the day and the news of the week, uh, this past week, I want to talk about a few ways to keep up with the show. The first way is to uh, visit our YouTube channel. You can watch our, the show on YouTube. Just visit Exposing Washington on YouTube. Visit our channel, Exposing Washington. You can al- also follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Just type in Walker Wildman on Twitter or Facebook. And lastly, you can get all of this information at our website, AFR.net. Click on the Exposing Washington podcast page, and you can find all of the information about the show there. So Brett Kavanaugh's name has been cleared, and he's Brett Kavanaugh has been exonerated by the FBI. We all knew before this chaos started uh, two weeks ago that Brett Kavanaugh was an innocent man. Because those who have falsely accused Brett Kavanaugh over the past few weeks, all of their accusations fell apart immediately once people started to look at the facts. And so we're going to talk about Judge Kavanaugh today and and how and the impacts uh, uh, and the impact of what the democrats have done with these smear sleazy delay tactics and i just want to note that this show is pre-recorded each week it's pre-recorded so it's not live and so as i'm talking today on saturday brett kavanaugh may be the next supreme court justice by the time this show airs brett kavanaugh could be could already be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. So uh, just want to note that if I'm talking in past tense and Brett Kavanaugh ends up being nominated and confirmed on Saturday before this show airs, could that could be the case. But jumping right into, the, in, in, into this content is, to, just to flash back, last week, Senator Jeff Flake joined the Democrats in a call for an FBI investigation or an FBI review of of allegations of sexual misconduct against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. And the goal that Jeff Flake from Arizona, the senator, the goal that, that he claims he was trying to set out and fulfill is he was trying to mend the bipartisan divide in our country. 
or it's really a partisan divide. It's, it's R versus D, conservative versus liberal, etc. And And Jeff Flake partnered with Senator Coons, I believe he's a senator of, from Delaware, but he partnered with, with Senator Coons in order to get the FBI to review Judge Kavanaugh for the seventh time as if this were going to come up with, with new information. And the thing I want to talk about here is, is Jeff Flake partnered up with the Democrats on this. And as I said last week, Jeff Flake started to load the guns for the Democrats so that they could politically assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. But in doing so, you would think that Jeff Flake reached a compromise deal with, with the Democrats and that, and that both Jeff Flake and the Democrats were going to get something good out of this compromise, meaning the compromise being the FBI review. But here's what I want to note. Compromise is a one-way street with the Democrats. The Democrats don't compromise. The Republicans do. And that's the problem with Washington, D.C., so Jeff Flake reaches this, quote, compromise with Senator Coons in calling for an FBI review of, Je of Judge Brett Kavanaugh. But the thing I want to note today is that it did not matter what the FBI found. Either way, all the Democrats, with the exception of one, maybe two, all the Democrats had already pledged even before the Senate hearings that they would vote against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. And so you ask yourself, what was the point in Jeff Flake partnering with the Democrats to call for an FBI review of false, phony, and sleazy allegations against Brett Kavanaugh? There is no compromise. Jeff Flake joined the Democrats' team in this effort. Because the only way that Jeff Flake's efforts would have mended the political divide in our country is if he would have demanded this out of the Democrats. Jeff Flake should have said to the Democrats, I'll, I will call for an FBI review, but if the review turns up that, that, that Brett Kavanaugh is exonerated, then you... And all the other Democrats have to vote in favor of Brett Kavanaugh. That's the compromise. But instead, Jeff Flake gave up everything, partnered with the Democrats, and continued the smear campaign of Brett Kavanaugh. But Mitch McConnell and others have been talking about the Democrats, how the Democrats keep moving the goalpost. And here's exactly what they're talking about. People like Jeff Flake are helping the Democrats move the goalpost, and here's what I mean. This, this article out of the Weekly Standard says this, and I'll post it on our podcast page. The article says, the article is headlined, How Jeff Flake's One-Week Delay Helped Clear Brett Kavanaugh's Name. And here's the thing. I have a problem with the premise of this article. One might read it and say, well, you know, they're right. The FBI review has exonerated Brett Kavanaugh, and that is a fact. But here's the problem that I have with this article. 
this article legitimizes what Jeff Flake did. It legitimizes the Democrats' narrative that, that Brett Kavanaugh is a sexual predator. He's a sexual harasser. This article legitimizes that narrative. And here's my point. We knew that Brett Kavanaugh was an innocent man. All of the facts led to the conclusion that Brett Kavanaugh was being falsely accused. And all of these facts came out before the FBI reviewed this information. And so what, 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 what this article is legitimizing is, is the idea that Brett Kavanaugh might be guilty of some of the things he's been accused of. And the fact that we can order an FBI review of unsubstantiated and false allegations against a good man is shameful. And the one thing I would ask of this author of this Weekly Standard article is would he like it if he were falsely accused and then the FBI had to launch an investigation into false allegations? The mere uh, idea of an FBI review is is hinting towards and assuming that there's something about Brett Kavanaugh that we don't know that we need to find out. But moving on here, clip one here, this is Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, and, and to, to add on to my point here, that, that the Democrats aren't going to change their mind regardless of what the FBI comes out with. This is clip one. Let's listen. Cory Booker talking about whether Brett Kavanaugh is innocent or guilty. So my hope is that just beyond the vicious partisan rancor that is going on, beyond the accusations, we don't lose sight of what this moral moment is about in this country and ultimately ask ourselves the question, is this the right person to sit on the highest court in the land for a lifetime appointment when their credibility has been challenged by intimates, people that knew the candidate well as a classmate? when his temperament has been revealed in an emotional moment where he used language that, that frankly shocked a lot of us. And then ultimately, not whether he's innocent or guilty, this is not a trial, <laughs> but ultimately... All right, Brent, you can cut that off now. So, so that's, that's Cory Booker, and I cut the clip short on purpose there because here's the thing. I wanted us to end with that key phrase there, and that is Cory Booker, the senator, says... You know, it really doesn't even matter if Brett Kavanaugh's innocent or guilty. He shouldn't be on the high court. And that, see, that is a problem. Now, it wouldn't be a problem if Cory Booker and the Democrats would have said this three weeks ago or a month ago. If they just came out and said, we don't like Judge Kavanaugh, we don't like his rulings, so we're voting no. Well, the Democrats tried that. But it didn't work, so they had to resort to the sleazy smear campaign. But Cory Booker there got to the real point and the real goal of all this slander, and that is they just flat out don't like Brett Kavanaugh, whether he's innocent or guilty. The second uh, piece of evidence on this, on this same narrative that I'm building here is clipped to, this is Senator Coons from Delaware, and he's saying, that there's, quote, evidence that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty. This is clip two. Let's listen. 
judges Senator or Kinch, justices. Isn't it easy to throw stones, though, when you're not the one sitting on the stand in front of everyone in front of the country and everyone's accusing you or, or judging you for something there's no evidence that you ever did? Wouldn't you have the same tone if you had your wife and your mom there and your kids listening to all of this and someone was accusing you, a woman was accusing you of this? I'm not saying something didn't happen to her, but there's no evidence. And he has um, a stellar I reputation. I disagree that there's no evidence. I believe evidence, I would have this. Let me finish. Let me finish, please. Oh, wait. He says there, he says, wait, I disagree with you. This is Senator Kuhn speaking. I'm impersonating him. He says, I disagree with you talking to Angela Earhart on Fox News. He says, I disagree. I, I disagree with you. I think there is evidence that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty. And then Angela says, what evidence? And he goes, whoa, 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 don't interrupt me. Let me, let me finish my statement. No, the reason you're saying that is because you don't want to answer. Because there is no evidence. And that's the thing. The Democrats, they get to go out on national television, make, they lie on national television. I'm just going to put it that way. And then they get away with it. Here's what Ainsley Earhart should have said. No, sir, you can't keep talking. You're on my network, my show, you're going to answer the question, what evidence is there? And I'll guarantee you, Senator Coons would have kept dodging, playing dodgeball with the question. He wouldn't have answered it because there is no evidence to suggest that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty of anything, of any kind of crime. But facts don't matter for the Democrats. But moving on here, the article, another article I want to highlight is one out of the New York Post. And the headline of this article is Democrats, Ka Democrats Kavanaugh assassination is reuniting the right. And what they're talking about how is here, what they're talking about here is how the, the left's smear campaign and political assassination against Brett Kavanaugh has completely brought the conservative movement and the Republican Party together. Reading directly from the news story, and I'll post this on our podcast page at AFR.net, Brett Kavanaugh is no longer a mere Supreme Court nominee. His name is now a, a, a veritable conservative cause, one that has united the right for the first time since the 2016 primary sent Republicans quarreling over Trump and never Trump. Whatever the outcome of the immediate contest, talking about this battle we're having over Brett Kavanaugh, it is increasingly clear that the Democrats and the media establishment made an enormous miscalculation by waging total war against Kavanaugh and his family. Reading on here, last paragraph that I want to note, liberals set out to cast federal judge to cast the federal judge amiable, amiable well-credentialed, mildly conservative, as a demon. In the process, they have reminded GOP voters and all but mostly stubborn never-Trump intellectuals that there are worse things than Donald Trump's outburst and the ineptitude of congressional Republicans. And the writer here in the New York, New York Post is exactly right. You know, President Trump says things that sometimes we don't like, which which is actually, I agree with President Trump probably 98% of the time, but, but just, to go, just, to, just to play devil's advocate here, yeah, President Trump says and does things that some of us don't like at times, but his policies are very good for our country, 
And we don't want the Democrats to be in control of Washington because look what they're doing. And so it it just brings us together. It brings conservatives together to say, wow, I sure am glad President Trump is in the White House and not Hillary Clinton because look at the games that the Democrats played. So thank you to the Democrats and George Soros, according to this New York Post article, for bringing the Republican Party together. But moving on here, also another important note is that the polls, many of the polls of the midterms, which are coming up in 30 days and you need to register and you need to vote in the midterms, vote your values on November 6th, But many of the polls are now beginning to favor Republicans. And and many are calling it the Kavanaugh bump. Because many Republicans didn't like how Brett Kavanaugh was being treated, even maybe some Republicans who weren't going to vote in November. Maybe they weren't energized. But now they're calling it the Kavanaugh bump, and that is uh, that more Republicans are energized about the November election because they don't like how the Democrats are treating Brett Kavanaugh. And so if there's actually a red wave in November, you can thank Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, and the rest of the Democratic Party. But things have actually gotten dangerous for Republicans in Washington. And and the reason I say that is because we've read story after story of these Republican senators and House members being harassed, yelled at, and accosted not only in Washington at the Capitol, but also in public, whether it be at the airport or they're trying to eat dinner or even at their home. And so uh, another another story that, that adds on to that is the fact that this past week, A Democrat staff member, just after the Kavanaugh hearing, a Democrat staff member did what's called doxing. Doxing. And what that means is basically when someone with access to confidential information like a senator's cell phone number, home address, and and other information, doxing is when someone in kind of a revenge mode uh, posts that stuff on the internet for everyone to see. And so just after the Kavanaugh hearings last week, a Democrat staffer, a Democrat intern, posted many Republican senators' confidential home address, phone number, etc. on Wikipedia. And now the person has actually been arrested for that. But guess who, guess who they worked for? This Democrat staffer worked for multiple Democrats But one notable Democrat that this staffer worked for is Senator Dianne Feinstein. And that's why it's so laughable that Senator Feinstein and Cory Booker and Blumenthal, Vietnam Blumenthal, I'll call him, when they they talk to Brett Kavanaugh as if they they are moral, they are on their spiritual and moral high ground, they have the authority to tell to determine right from wrong. They are they are the bearers of truth. Meanwhile, Diane Feinstein has this intern working for her that later goes on to, to commit multiple crimes by publishing senators' addresses and phone numbers on the internet. And not to mention Senator Feinstein had a Chinese spy working for her. 
for years. So it's laughable that the Democrats have some moral high ground because their, their staff members and their colleagues, they're the party of morals. They're the party of good standards. They're the party of right. And we all know that that's a joke. But this, this whole war over Judge Kavanaugh has actually caused some GOP leaders to display some backbone that you wouldn't usually see. And one prime example is Mitch McConnell. Senator, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has had enough of this nonsense. This is clip three. Let's listen to Mitch, Mitch McConnell being fed up with the left's tactics. I'm not suggesting we're the victims here, Mr. President. But I want to make it clear to these people who are chasing my members around the hall here or harassing them at the airports or going to their homes, we'll not be intimidated by these people. There is no chance in the world they're going to scare us out of doing our duty. I don't care how many members they chase, <laughs> how many people they harass here in the halls. I want to make one thing perfectly clear. We will not be intimidated by these people. Get him, Mitch McConnell. Get him, Mitch. Mitch McConnell going to bat for the Republican Party on the Senate floor. Boy, I've never seen Mitch McConnell with so much fire in his belly and such a stiff backbone. But, you know, this is what the Democrats are doing, and this is the unintended consequence of the George Soros type coming out using sleazy and, and unethical and immoral uh, tactics against Brett Kavanaugh, they're moving Mitch McConnell to the right because Mitch McConnell is starting to understand that, wow, these Democrats really don't play fair. They'll do anything and everything to keep power. They'll do anything and everything to stop Brett Kavanaugh and any other Trump nominee. And so Senator Mitch McConnell is actually realizing that, boy, these Democrats are out of line and they don't play fair. And so there he said, we will not be intimidated. Another news story uh, along, the, along the, this same line as the Kavanaugh hearings is President Trump was just north of here in South Haven, Mississippi this past week at a rally. And President Trump went off script or maybe it was on script, on script, who knows. But he went into, some say mocking, but I would just say he was just telling the truth about Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and how outlandish and, 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 un, and not credible her story is. This is clip for President Trump at a rally calling out Dr. Ford for her lack of evidence in the accusations. What he's going through... 36 years ago, this happened. I had one beer, right? I had one beer. Well, do you think it was, nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. <laughs> Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. And a man's life is in tatters. A man's life is shattered. His wife is shattered. His daughters, who are beautiful, incredible 
young kids. They destroy people. They want to destroy people. These are really evil people. And then you see... And then you see the people that are doing it. Well, there you have it. That's President Trump. And you know, here's what the headlines were the next day. And even that night, President Trump mocks Dr. Ford, a victim of sexual assault. On and on and on. But here's the thing. President Trump is just saying what we've all been thinking. President Trump was just saying what we've all been saying at the dinner table. And that is that Dr. Ford says, I had one beer, I had one beer, but then you ask her any other details and she says, I don't know, I don't know. And so it's just bizarre that you remember how many drinks you had, exactly how many drinks you had, but you don't know who was there, where it was, what year it took place, who took you there and who drove you home. I mean, this is bizarre. And so President Trump is sharing the sentiments that the American people, many of them, are also sharing another good news story out of Washington, D.C. is this President Trump's approval rating amongst likely voters is at 50 percent. And you might say, well, Walker, 50 percent, that's kind of weak. Shouldn't it be like 80 or 90 percent? But here's the thing. These tracking polls, they interview everybody or rather, should I say they interview people from both sides of the aisle, if you will. And so this is a, a random sample of how the American people are feeling, and it's factoring in both what Democrats think and what Republicans think. So historically, if a president gets up to 50%, that means he's doing pretty well. And so this Rasmussen Daily Tracking Report from this past week, Thursday, October 4th is the date, says that President Donald Trump is at 50% approval rating. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I think this whole Brett Kavanaugh fight, first off, I don't think we should ever be here. I don't think Dr. Ford should have been heard in the Senate committee. I don't think false and slanderous allegations should have been legitimized by having people come and testify. I don't think we should have had the whole 7th FBI background check. I think it was all a farce. I think it was all a circus. I I think the Democrats succeeded in delaying Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation vote. But that being said, the outcome of what the Democrats and George Soros and their communist Marxist totalitarian supporters, what this has done, what they have done, is they have brought the Republican Party together. They have brought conservatives together behind one common theme. And the theme is, don't let the crazy Democrats get control of anything in Washington, D.C. Because we see what they do when they get power, and we see what they do when they try to get more power. Thanks for tuning in to Exposing Washington. AFR.net is our website. Stay tuned to American Family Radio. We'll be back Monday with more news of the day.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.